Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, so God created man in his own image and in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Chapter 2 verses 23 to 24, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. So we began to talk about this issue of sexuality when we started the last time and we said that look God has created us as male and female and we express ourselves on earth whether you are eating watching TV or going to to to, to the theater we think and feel a sexual being. We talk a sexual being. That is the way God has wired us. Remember what we said, there is a lot of overlap, okay? We are not saying that we are world apart. You know, people say women are Mars and this one is Venus and things like that. Not that we are mile apart, no. There is a lot of overlap. In fact, we have a lot more in common. And in that which we have in common, what a man can do, a woman can even do better. What a woman can do, a man can even do better. In that sense of overlap and here we are not necessarily talking about our skill our training and things like that but what we are saying is that even in those things that that we overlap even in those things our maleness and our femaleness do color it do inform the way we do our things the way we feel our things the way we enjoy it the way we go about you know experiencing it and performing it even our gender do influence upon that Okay, two of you can be a doctor, but your gender can influence that. I mean, that is why even in the same profession, even when people are in the same profession, some people may gravitate to some aspect of that profession than others because of the of their gender, because of their sexuality. Now, that is not everything, but is an important part of it. So, we say sexuality is who we are as a male and female, and that our sexuality is much more than sex, is much more than our sexual orientation, even though the world will want to make that the end all and be all. The world wants us to feel that our sexual orientation is the end all and be all of our sexuality. That is not true. Sexuality is who we are as male and female. What we enjoy, how we enjoy it, whether that has to be with sex or other activities, other engagement, other interaction, that our sexuality is not just about sex, it's not just about that, it's also about our attitude, our values, our feelings, our experiences, that that is our sexuality, that God makes sexuality the core of our experiences and we will look at some of those things the last time now we were talking about sexuality and relationship that was where we end ended the other time sexuality is most visible in context of relationship and understand that our sexuality is about mutuality and equality our sexuality is about complementing it's about mutual respect mutual understanding it's about communion it's about fellowship I don't want to live in a world where there are only male. And believe me, I don't want to live in a world where there are only female. Such two worlds will not be worth living in. You understand what I'm saying? We can kid ourselves and say a world with all male 
there will be no cry. Let me tell you, there will be all sorts of cries. You can kid ourselves and say a world without male, where just all female, will be utopia. You are kidding yourself. It won't be. Okay, it takes the two gender, it takes the two sexuality to actually experience the fullness of the provision and the love of the Creator. So our sexuality is about mutuality, it's about equality. And once one gender starts afflicting the other gender or pulling the other gender down, then what will then happen is that we begin to experience all sorts of confusion and all sorts of decay. Sex is just one expression of our sexuality. And that expression is only limited, is only within one specific relationship, and that is marriage. Now, I know the world wants to contest that. I know that may not be politically correct, but I'm talking about the Bible. I believe in the Bible. You may not believe in the Bible. I hope you do. You may not agree with me. I hope you do. But I'm a Christian. I believe the Bible. And this is what the Bible says. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I know people say different things. I know there are new age thing, new funk thing, new ideology thing. I'm not talking about that. I am a Christian. And this is what the Bible says, that sex is just one expression of, of my sexuality. And that expression is only allowed in one specific type of relationship. And that is marriage. And by the way, the, the marriage is... <laughs> you know, the marriage is not only about the expression of my sexuality as sex. Marriage is much more than that. Marriage is a, a oneness, a union between two sexual beings, between male and female. Biblical marriage is a union between a male and a female, not between a male and a male, and not between a female and a female. No, I know people have different sexual orientation. I know people have different ideology. I am a Christian. I am speaking as a Christian. I am speaking according to what the Bible says. The Bible says that, number one, I'll say that again, sex is just one expression of sexuality. In marriage, marriage is in marriage we express, express our sexuality. But one of the ways we express our sexuality in marriage, not the only way, and I dare say not the major way, but it's an important way. It's a peculiar way. It's, it's a peculiar way we do it and we the Bible only allow us to do it in that relationship. So sex is one, it's just one expression of our sexuality and that expression is only allowed within one specific relationship and that is marriage. And that marriage is between two sexual beings, male and female. Marriage is not a relationship between male and male or female and female. Now people live like that. That is not biblical marriage. And marriage is much more than sex. Yes, in marriage, we express our sexuality through sex, but we also express our sexuality through taking responsibility, love, decision-making, all those things that we do in marriage, relationship, are colored by our sexuality. And when we understand that as husband and wife, there will be less 
conflict. Now, it won't solve all conflict because there are other issues that we need to deal with. But when we understand that the way a man will think about money is different from the way a woman will think about money. When we understand that when we want to buy this or buy that or go there or go there, that both of us may have different experience, different feeling, different outlook because we are different gender and that that is not a bad thing, that that should be we pouring together into the same cup communion and that the two is better than one they will have reward for their labor the bible says the man may be good in bed the woman may be good in bed but do they also express their sexuality in other ways that can advance the course of the relationship in place of responsibility in place of sacrificial love in place of decision making when there is need to make those tough decision, raising children, building homes, you know, you know, moving things forward, fulfilling purpose, would they be able to do that? And we all do this thing, okay, with who we are, who we are as sexual being. And this is very, very important. Okay. But we need to understand that we also express our sexuality in so many other areas. Okay. And, you know, we, we express our sexuality in singing. When you are in a symphony, remember what we said the last time, most men will have deep voice. Most women will have thin voices. Now, there are people that are not part of the, you know, the common rule. There are, there are male that sing like female, there are female that sing like male, but generally. But those differences, when you bring them together, obviously there will be overlap. There are some gender that can sing the same thing that can sing the same part but even though for those people that sing the same part the different gender will, will, will sing different aspect of that part let's put it that way okay but look at symphony it is the bringing together of different parts all of them working together to give you that marvelous beautiful peace that makes your ear stand out, that makes you to be able to contact heaven, to feel and to receive the presence of God because there are different parts that are coming together. What about in government? We express our sexuality, even in our government. Do you want a government that they are all male? No, you don't want that. And that, that is why you want both gender to be represented in the government. Because if you have... A situation, you know, the, 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 what do you call it, the ministerial board or the ministerial team of a government, that they are all male, their decision will be skewed. That is why you need both gender in the government appropriately represented, not one gender being disproportionately represented. Because both of them bring something to the table. Obviously, we are talking about in an ideal world where one is not trying to, you know, push a different agenda. But both gender need to be represented because they bring things to the table. Business, leaders, entrepreneur, we need male entrepreneur, female entrepreneur, we need both gender. In business, in, as head of business, moving things forward because they bring different flavor, different things to the table. And this is important. This is the way God created it. And we 
and it is the right thing to express our sexuality in all those places, in the singing, in the government, in the business, in the activity, when we understand that sexuality is much more than sexual orientation. It's much more than sex. It is how God has wired us to do what he has called us to do. Our qualities and our quirks also that actually make us to be able to do things the right way. Our sexuality, the way we have been wired. We don't have to want to, we don't have to make other people what we want them to be, who we are. Let them be the best of themselves. Now I know, and I mentioned it the last time, and I, I'm not sure I'm going to get to that today. I know it can be corrupted. I know people can take advantage. I know people can, can corrupt it. The devil has corrupted it. I know that. But the way we deal with the corruption is not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's to know the truth. The way you deal with a fake is to understand the original. Okay, when you understand the original, then you can pick out the fake. And this is actually very, very important. So like we said, we must learn. I must learn. You must learn. How do I express my sexuality? Through acts and through relationships in a godly way. Now, this is where we are talking about things going airy. We, we know that now we know whether, whether, whether you know it or not, we are all expressing our sexuality all the time. Yes, either through sex, in the safety of marriage, for Bible-believing people, or sexuality through the expression of your gifting and skills in the place of singing, government, business, and things like that. We must learn how to express our sexuality through acts and through relationship in a godly way, in a way to please God and to fulfill divine purpose, divine purpose for that marriage, divine purpose for that nation, divine purpose for that unit, divine purpose for that business, for a business, for a country, for a family, for a unit. Everybody must understand how do I express my sexuality in this unit and act in that relationship in such a way, in such a godly way that it advances the cause and the purpose and the plan of God. Because the truth is that the devil has perverse this. The devil has perverted this through manipulation and through intimidation. Now this is very, very important. Now this is the basic way through which the devil, the evil, the wicked one has manipulated sexuality and by it has oppressed one of the gender or the other through intimidation and through manipulation the male gender when they want to abuse a relationship tend to use intimidation because obviously because they have the physical strength the female gender when they want to abuse a relationship tend to use manipulation now, again, there are overlap. <laughs> a man can manipulate as much as a woman can. A woman can intimidate as much as a man can. But generally, remember, this is the wrong way. I will say that again. What God wants us to do is to learn how to express our sexuality in a godly way, in a good way, in the right way. But it is people 
expressing their sexuality in a wrong way that has led to the injustice, to the oppression, and to the affliction that we have seen down history. And it is people expressing their sexuality in an ungodly way that has led to a huge upsurge in sexual sin that we have seen through history. Now, this is why you and I need to learn, especially as Christians, how do I express my sexuality as a father, as a mother, as a husband, as a wife, as a daughter of God in that, in, in that business, as a son of God in that situation? How do I express my sexuality in a way that is godly? And that is very, very important. Remember what I said? It is the lack of that that has led to the upsurge in the oppression down the history that we've seen, the suppression and oppression and affliction, and also the huge surge in sexual sin throughout history. Now, I'm going to focus on the sexual sin that we have we've seen around. That's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to start that and hopefully we'll pick that up. Sexual sin is one way that we've defraud and thereby destroy relationships. Sexual sin is one way by which we have defrauded and thereby destroyed relationships. How? Because when the gender in that relationship take advantage of the other person, manipulate, intimidate the other person by what we say or do, that is what leads to destruction. When we are not allowing our sexuality to respond to the music of heaven, when we are not committing our sexuality, when we are not putting our sexuality in the hand of God to use the way that God has created it to, to, to be in the first place. And that is what is responsible for all the gender confusion and gender orientation confusion that we have in the world today. Understand, I am talking as a Christian. And God warned us against fraud. Because if I am using my sexuality to manipulate, to intimidate the other person in that relationship, whether that will be in the context of a sexual or a sexual romantic relationship in marriage, or whether that is in a non-romantic context of government, business, and other unit, if I use my sexuality in a wrong way, manipulating and intimidating because I want to control that unit that relationship then what i'm doing is that i am defrauding the people i'm defrauding the other people other person in that unit in that relationship and it will lead to confusion it will lead to destruction and god warned against this and god is against such individual now let's read don't take my word for it let's read first thessalonians chapter 4 we read verses 3 to 7 for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brothers in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also have forewarned you and testify. For God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto 
holiness. Let no man go beyond and the fraud. Take advantage. Use the skill or use the character, the sexuality that God has given you for the purpose, for the common good, using that to actually intimidate or manipulate the other person or the other group of people in that system. The Bible says if you do that, you are defrauding them. And the Bible says that the Lord is the avenger. The Lord will avenge, is unhappy with such because he knows that when we start pulling this thing apart, we will destroy it. Now, I'm going to come back by the grace of God and start from here. Remember what we are dealing with here. We are now dealing with perverted sexuality, which is sensuality. You know, this is the problem, isn't it? People have confused this. Number one, they want to make sexuality to only mean sexual orientation. Or oftentimes when people talk about sexuality, we are confusing with it with being sensual. And we are going to see that this is not the same. Obviously, we have knocked it on the head. We have established what sexuality is, biblical sexuality. And we are looking at this perverted sexuality and the destruction that it brings to the table. And the, the, how it, it explains the confusion that we see around us today. But God, just like we read in that First Thessalonians chapter 4, Verses 3 and 4, God has called us to learn how to possess our vessel in sanctification and honor, the Bible says. We have to learn that. And I believe that if we are honest to learn, the way to learn that obviously is first of all, because listen to me, we are all selfish. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that is the, the, the wrong person we are inside have polluted our sexuality. Human being, male or female, we are basically in ourselves, we are selfish. But that's because we've gone away from God. We've removed ourselves from the soul, but we can come back to him and he will make all things new. He will renew our sexuality. But first of all, we need to come to him because we need to come to him and admit that something is wrong here. I need help. Maybe you are in the throes of some sexual perversion. Maybe you are you have become a slave to to some sexual, you know, you know, perversion. You are in bondage to some sexual sin. I want you to know that God can break it. But you have to come to him and admit that you are a sinner, you need help. Not only maybe you are not in bondage to any sexual perversion. Maybe you think you are good, but I want you to know that all have seen are falling short of the glory of God. We are a product that has been broken and we need a replacement. And the only person that can do that is Jesus. He will take that broken heart out of you, give you a new one because he, he died to make that provision for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And you can believe in him today. Come to him. Let him know that you need help and receive that help from, from his hand. Believe in Jesus Christ and ask him to come and he will come. He will save you and he will walk the rest of your life on this earth with you as your father, as your friend. When this is all over, 
you will spend eternity with him in the new heaven and the new earth. We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.